0: Hey, everybody, welcome to The Wake Up, giving you the Hollywood and media biz news to know on Thursday, January 28th, 2021, where Apple took in $111 billion in just the last three months of 2020. So those $5 a month Apple TV Plus subscriptions are uh, really taking off. Way to go, Ted Lasso. MVP! (laughs) MVP! Left leg! Okay. Yes! Okay, thank you, Ted. Sorry. Yeah, no, you were saying. Go ahead. Just a reminder, if you prefer your movie, TV, and media headlines earlier each morning, then the Wake Up newsletter is for you. Just go to thewakeup.substack.com, enter your email address, and you'll uh, get these headlines around 8, 8.30 each morning, East Coast time, and the newsletter also has links to everything I talk about here. Now, over to Hollywood. <music> Another relatively quiet day in the movie business, so just a few things back-to-back here to note. The Cannes Film Festival is pushing back from May to July this year, so get ready to hop on a plane July 4th weekend. Sweet, as the uh, new dates are July 6th through the 17th. Paramount has moved one more film off of their release slate. Their upcoming animated monster wrestling movie, Rumble, produced with WWE Studios, is going from May 14th to February 2022. Dennis Quaid has signed on to star in a faith-based movie over at MGM called On a Wing and a Prayer. That's produced by Roma Downey and is based on a true story of a father who must land a plane to save his family when the pilot dies mid-flight. And indie distributor A24 has bought a film called The Eternal Daughter. That one stars Tilda Swinton in a mother-daughter story as they confront secrets when they visit their former house. And that one was shot in the pandemic. Over in the TV set, Bridgerton has set a new Netflix viewing record in that 82 million households worldwide watched at least two minutes of it, which for me means a viewing record is in quotes, but uh, make of it what you will. And I think I have a pretty good idea which two minutes were watched most. Hashtag episode five. Over at HBO Max, uh, clearly a Hollywood journalist has hacked the calendar of an HBO Max development exec, as news of a very early development of another Warner Media property has leaked out to the press. This time, it's an animated show for Game of Thrones, and once again, there are no deals made, no writer attached, and uh, basically, it's just kind of a headline grabber. But between this story, uh, the Harry Potter TV show story, and that item on the Game of Thrones Tales of Dunkin' Egg story from last week, it seems like Warner Media is really trying to find some ways to keep HBO Max in the chatter around town. Even though Warner Media is not officially commenting on any of the stories, the release of three of them in a week's time is kind of curious. And a bunch of TV series renewals yesterday, as Freeform renewed The Bold Type for a fifth and final season. That's going to air later this year. The Fox Network gave a season two to their singing game show, I Can See Your Voice. The Sundance Channel gave a season two to their short form series, The State of the Union. This new season is gonna star Brendan Gleeson and Patricia Clarkson. Season one was uh, Rosamund Pike and Chris O'Dowd. Stephen Frears is gonna direct and Nick Hornby will write as they both did for season one. Hulu revealed that Shrill is going to end after Season 3. That one's going to air this spring, premiere date in TBD. CBS renewed Love Island for a third season, which is going to return to an actual island this time. Shooting in Hawaii, Season 2 was shot on the island of uh, Las Vegas. Also at CBS, writer and producer Chuck Lorre is going to pretty much own Thursday nights on CBS starting on April 1st, as all four shows from 8 to 10 p.m. will be uh, under his purview. That would be Young Sheldon, Be Positive, Mom, and a new show from Chuck, The United States of Al. So if he has to take on a new CSI spinoff, they can start calling Thursday nights Chuck BS. Or perhaps something more catchy. And in TV casting news, uh, Dylan McDermott is joining the new Law & Order show. This one's called Organized Crime. Dylan's going to star opposite Chris Maloney on the NBC show, which will premiere later in 2021. And Doogie Kami-Aloha's dad has been cast over at Disney+. Plus. Jason Scott Lee is going to play her father in that reboot of Doogie Hauser, set in Hawaii. And just going to put this here, uh, Seth Rogen is putting out a book. It's called Yearbook, and centers on his early years in Hollywood. That one comes out in May. <laughs> now over to a very busy day in the media biz. We'll start off at Facebook, who took in $28 billion in the past three months making a profit of $11.2 billion from October through December, a period where 1.84 billion people used Facebook on a daily basis. 2.8 billion people used it on a monthly basis. Monopoly? What monopoly? No specific numbers were broken out for uh, sister company Instagram, but Zuckerberg did note some uncertainty about their uh, 2021 revenue projections due to upcoming limitations on ad tracking from Apple and Google, which uh, Zuckerberg kind of slammed on CNBC last night, especially from Apple. I mean, increasing people's privacy, that's just bad business. Now some follow-ups over at Warner Media from their fourth quarter earnings call yesterday, which are basically two huge write-offs. First off, they're writing down $520 million from the Warner Media division due to a loss of 2021 box office receipts as a result of putting all of their movies on HBO Max this year, and of course due to those huge talent deal payouts that they also had to make as a result. Hey, Denzel. Plus just the overall fact that uh, regardless of the HBO Max premieres, nobody's going back to the movie theater for quite a while. And the second one was even bigger, by far, as they wrote off $15.5 billion from the valuation of DirecTV, essentially saying they overpaid for DirecTV by 15 billion dollars when they bought it back in 2014 for 49 billion dollars or 66 billion if you include the debt they acquired. DirecTV lost 3 million subscribers in 2020 alone, and profit margins per subscriber have fallen from the mid 20% range when they bought it to around uh, 8% now. AT&T is currently trying to sell a big stake in it, but uh, not getting a lot of their phone calls returned. Either way, this write-down definitely indicates that a deal may be forthcoming. And finally of note at WarnerMedia, an advertiser-supported version of HBO Max is coming in the spring. Not much else was indicated, including if that would be a free or subscription product, but I'm guessing subscription. And over at Comcast, they gave an update on Peacock numbers, sharing that they've hit the 33 million account signup mark, an increase of about 5 million over the past six weeks, which is also the time period where they added the office. However, still no information on how many of those 33 million account signups actually still watch Peacock on a monthly basis, or the number of people who pay for Peacock each month. And just one quick additional note in streaming TV, if you're a Sling TV customer, uh, your prices are going up. The link to all of those details, as well as everything I just mentioned, is in the uh, newsletter, including a breakdown of uh, how a lot of entertainment stocks are going crazy on Wall Street this month with uh, no discernible reason. Again, go to wakeup.substack.com, just enter your email right on that page, and the newsletter will appear in your inbox magically every morning. Well, okay, it's not magic. And it also assumes my uh, alarm went off at the right time that morning. <laughs> No new additions to the trailer house or in the programming notes. But it is day one for the Sundance Film Festival, uh, virtually. It's also just six days this year, going until Wednesday, February 3rd. But you can screen everything virtually from your house. All the full-length movies, the shorts, and they've got a lot of cool panels going on as well. So since it's not going to break 30 degrees here this weekend on the East Coast, the link to the lineup and to buy tickets is in the notes to this episode as well as in the newsletter. And of course, a final rest in peace to Cloris Leachman, who died at the age of 94 yesterday. I mean, so many great roles. Even if the two that live the most in my head are the Facts of Life and uh, Beerfest, but that probably says a lot more about me, really. But for my fellow Beerfest fans, a post goes out to Gam Gam. And going to play me off today with the uh, cool chill vibes from the song at the top of the Billboard Alternative chart this week. This one's from a band called Cannons, a song called Fire for You. The streaming link is in the episode notes as well as in the newsletter. Again, the and that link is right in the notes area for this podcast episode. As are the links to follow on the Instagram and on LinkedIn, where you'll find a link to the newsletter every morning by 8:30. Have a great day everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. My heart just i